1: is the broadcast for February 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we follow the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers That is one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution and we promote restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Wow, we had two incredible broadcasts, one on Friday, one on Saturday. And uh, the Friday broadcast was incredible. We had Chris Carlson with us. With God, well, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The fight for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. We had a discussion of all things liberty with Chris, and we talked about can you connect the dots and start to see the big picture? Yeah, Black Lives Matter has billions of dollars, yeah, of unaccounted for money after leaders jump ship. Andrew Kerr with the details. We talked about the allegory of the post-turtle, just as turtles don't climb up posts and perch themselves on top, people just don't come up out of come out of nowhere. Create multi-billion-dollar, multi-million-dollar, whatever you want to say here, uh, in revenue and everything else, and organizations and then all of a sudden just bail from the scene and no one's in charge. No one knows where the money is. No one knows what's going on. That's what we're led to believe when it comes to Black Lives Matter. It's an absolute black lies matter in this case sad to say all right we have to talk about black lives matter has billions of unaccounted for dollars ladies and gentlemen no one appears to have been charged in the black lives matter situation for months the address it lists on tax forms is wrong Wow and the charities two board members won't say where the 60 plus million dollar in this case bankroll is black lives matter fundraising campaigns well, I guess who's in charge of those campaigns has been handled by a terrorist on its board. I kid you not. That's according to Washington Examiner. We also talked about Alicia Garza, one of three co-founders of the Black Lives Movement, has talked about convicted cop killer um, known as Asada Shekar is one of her main inspirations. Folks, it's inc- it's crazy. In fact, JetBlue even off um, apologizes for honoring Cop Killer for Black History Month. That article written by Craig McCarthy. JetBlue literally paid tribute to a cop killer as part of its Black History Month tribute. Yeah, they were forced to apologize for the boondoggle. Joanne Chesimer is her name, also known as Ashada- Asada Shakar. Um, I guess was featured in the exhibit for 21 days before a viewer, um, <clears throat> a passenger, caught it and went, what the heck? Anyway, JetBlue forced to deal with this. Shakar was described on the post as a civil rights activist and also read many people believe Shakar to be a political champion that is innocent of the charges. The criminal accusation against her. The problem with that is convicted already and escaped from prison, exiled to Cuba, this lady. An airline spokesperson told the Post, hey, the poster was just part of a ready-made batch of posters to help us celebrate Black History Month provided by a third party, so we're sorry about that. That was hour one on Friday. Hour two, he had Dr. Scott Bradley with us, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about the stock markets plummeted on Thursday after Russia invaded Ukraine. Moscow relies on the money it makes by selling oil and gas. But the Russian sanctions that everybody's putting on isn't even messing with the oil and the gas pipelines, folks. We're literally just having political games being played while the military-industrial complex cranks up. What an unjust war on all counts. Why don't we just stay out of it ladies and gentlemen we also talked about as ukraine a repeat of afghanistan here's the single most important thing biden can do to counter putin's former security they say all we got to do is have the government of the united states crank up our energy reserves and start exporting energy big time well you know what that's what the conservatives say dr scott bradden and i articulate that is wrong-headed to say the least that's a bad idea. Why? Because we don't need to engage in fascism or socialism or whatever to engage the world. Why don't we get the government off all the land that it has no, law, no authority to control, let the people have the land back as the good Lord intended, and let the people then export if they want to or not or etc. What we need is the free market. We don't need a managed market the Republican way. That's a big old lie, or the conservative way. That's the last thing we need. That's a recap of Friday's show. On Saturday, Sam summarizes his personal health battle and sounds off on both hours, providing his personal opinions on solutions to fight COVID. We talked about medical-grade oxygen is considered a drug. Why? Yeah. Why do you need a prescription for an oxygen concentrator? Why do you need a prescription for oxygen at all? What are Tessalon pearls, you ask? They're a non-narcotic cough medicine that numbs the throat and lungs. Yeah, they also use Teslon pearls for reasons that are not in this guide, they say. We talked about in the second hour, <laughs> lactated ringers. What are they? It's a prescription medicine used as a source of electrolytes and calories, etc., to help with hydration. Why can't we have electrolytes? Why does it have to be a controlled thing in a hospital? For Sam, oil of oregano proves to be a valuable ally against SARS and the CoVid Omicron variant. Dishonestly, vaccine and man, and vaccine and mask mandates are being dropped precipitately across the United States. New national vaccine pass quietly being implemented. Two hundred million can already access records. Bob Unruh WND.com. A national vaccine pass, not a passport. It's a pass. Quietly rolls out, and believe it or not, red states are getting on board big time. This is essentially a COVID card that people get at their leisure, at their convenience, because it's their own record. Will you be getting the national vaccine pass? Not. Vitamin D deficiency was linked to worse health outcomes, for COVID patients. If you have vitamin deficiency, you're in trouble. We've been telling you to get more vitamin D right from the start. It's an obvious solution that your government has left out. Anyway, bottom line is beware of this pass, ladies and gentlemen, it's a QR code pass. And what they're doing is they're having companies like pharmacies and the like, testing centers, etc., pass out this pass. You're not forced to get it. It's not a passport, but they're just offering it to you. Hey, lol, if you want to get a pass, all you got to do my friend is just sign here then they give you a qr code and then when the qr code scanned it brings up your record that says hey you're vaccinated or not or if so which vaccination when you got vaxxed or if you're not a vaxxer then it's your test of negative or whatever else don't worry no other health information is tied to it you can volunteer and americans are signing up for this thing in droves even in red states all over the country it is dangerous Because all they got to do is let you politely sign up, call it a national de facto, and then close the barn door once you're, well, once you're one of the pigs and you've been fed long enough, they'll put the fences around you, right? I'm telling you, it is disaster. And that's a recap of both days on your radio. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back, my friend. I'm good to be with you. What do you think of that pass?
2: Hmm, that's uh, devious. I had not heard about the pass. Um. You know, I, 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 that's uh, news to me. I appreciate your bringing that to our attention.
1: Yeah, they're saying it's just a QR code, buddy. It's no big deal. Come on.
2: Yeah, man, it'll be enticing, you know. And then
1: Just a QR then, code, super simple, doesn't, there's no real, um, you know, threat of your personal or medical or any information because it's just this one page with just if you're vaxxed or not, and if so, by whom what vaccine, when did you get it, or if not, I mean, it's got your name and your birthday. It's got a couple of things, but nothing really. Lol, well, it's I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just think how easy it'll be to go to the jazz game if you have that thing, buddy.
2: Yeah, so, you can just sneak right in. It'll be so convenient. Right. People will clamor for it, and then once everybody gets used to the idea, well, I guess most everybody gets used to the idea, then they'll make a mandatory They'll say, hey, this path works so well. We need to, you know, make sure and, and – you uh, and, keep make everybody have one so that we can stop this uh, awful coronavirus from spreading, right? Well, this is volunteer.
1: This is not a forced passport. This is not a mandate. This is just a pass. You don't have to have one if you don't want to, Lul. But you know what? You can't get into the game without it. Sorry. Private sector Mm -hmm. can choose what they want, don't you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I wonder how that uh, squares with uh, HB 60, which is a Utah measure being considered in the legislature right now that would prohibit vaccine passports. I wonder if it would prohibit this vaccine
1: nope, pass. It won't. No, nope, it won't. In fact if you study Utah carefully you find out they're backing this card. It's a smart card deal because it's just a mm-hmm. QR code and they say it can be digital or printed out on paper. Doesn't matter. That code can appear anywhere. And since there's no mandate behind it, nothing prohibits it. There's already pharmacies all over Utah, C V S and others that are already giving the cards out. This is accessible to two hundred million Americans already. Uh, not good, Sam. <laughs> Backdoor betrayals, what I call it. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson on your radio in mere seconds. Listen to the wind
3: blow. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse... Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans An understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay,
4: girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Utah Legislature still in session. Boy, the reign of terror continues. Speaking of that, HB 11, which we warned about, approved by Senate Committee. Lowell?
2: Sam, last week on Wednesday, I attended the Senate Business and Labor Committee meeting where HB 11 was under consideration and it narrowly won approval on a four to three vote. Uh, There were two members of the committee absent, but they, you know, four people voted for it. Interestingly, four of the, the four who voted for it were all Republicans. two of the three that voted against that were Democrats, you know, not that that should matter. I
1: just,
2: it just, it just, it, uh, I, I was just sort of amazed that that vote went that way. Yeah. The reason
1: it goes that way is because you're talking partisan politics right now. The two who weren't there was probably on purpose as well. That's already two ninths of the discussion. Four were for it. Three were against it. You know, it's, it's a very partisan issue and it just depends on who takes up an issue on which side decides to oppose it. It's all fun and games to these people.
2: Well, and now it's on the second reading calendar in the Utah Senate. What that means is that the, the whole Senate will vote on it uh, two more times. Once when it uh, comes up from the second reading calendar, and if it uh, gets approval there, it goes to the third reading calendar, and um, then they'll vote on it for the second and last time in the full Senate. And if it appro- gets approval there, then it goes to the governor's office for his signature because the point
1: is because the house already passed it
2: that's right it originated in the house where it passed by a vote of 52 to 16 and then uh, now it's got a 4-3 vote in the senate committee and it'll soon be voted on early this week by the entire utah senate and because this is the last week that the senate will be in session you know utah house and the utah senate this is the final week of terror um you can bet that uh, there will be suspending rules right and left, and they may not even have to vote on it twice. And maybe they'll vote on it just once. But there will be a time this week, at least once, when the full Senate will vote on this bill. And um, you know, I was so disappointed uh, in the Senate committee that last night I wrote them a letter, uh, an email, and sent it to them, uh, making sure that they all knew that this is uh, sitting on the Senate uh, second reading calendar at position number 26. And that it will be up for a vote sometime early this week. I urge my senator and his colleagues to vote against the bill. And why, uh, why vote against it? Well, I gave him four reasons, Sam. It's dangerous for girls, it's unfair to girls, it's abusive to girls, and it's unnecessary. Why is it dangerous? I said, well, the bill would endanger girls because of the damage that could be done to a female athlete in a collision of players, like on the soccer pitch or on the basketball court, for example, because everyone knows that males, on the average, are physically bigger, stronger, heavier, and faster than females. I mean, that's well-understood fact. Everybody acknowledges it. Um, that's why it's dangerous. Because you get both By boys the way, girls. and girls. Who
1: acknowledges it the most are the girls that are on the field.
2: Yeah, that's or right. The whatever the
1: whatever the playing venue is, the court, the whatever, right?
2: Uh huh. And so that's why it's dangerous. It's physically dangerous uh, for our young ladies um, involved in all female sports to be competing with males. Uh, now it's also unfair. This bill would allow a male to compete in an all-female sport if approved by the new commission called the School Activity Eligibility Commission. Um, This is just a group of people appointed by various political people uh, to serve on this commission. And they get to decide whether or not a boy can participate in an all-female sport. Well, this is unfair a female athlete because it would deprive deserving individuals of the team positions and the scholarships associated with competing in their sport at the collegiate level. Uh, we've got stories nationwide, Sam. You probably covered them, where I think Leah Thomas is the name of one of these uh, boys that assumes a, a girl's identity, and now this Leah Thomas is winning all the swim meets, winning all the competitions, breaking all the, the records. Uh, because he's a boy, and he's swimming like a boy, and he's just beating all of the girls uh, that he competes against, which deprives the girls of a spot on the team, and deprives the girls of the scholarship that ought to be going to them, but instead are going to him, Leah Thomas. So, that's a, a nationwide example. It's one of many, by the way, which demonstrates the unfairness of this particular behavior. So, I've, we've established it's both dangerous and unfair. Why is it abusive? Well, it's abusive, Sam, because the bill would permit male and female athletes to mingle you know, together in locker rooms, restrooms, showers, and in hotel rooms when they're traveling overnight. Well, this is abusive because this there is an invasion of the privacy that female athletes currently enjoy. Stripping them of this privacy, Sam, is abusive, it's careless, it's irresponsible, it's immoral. There's a lot of adjectives that describe what this is, but in my letter to the represent to the senators in the Utah Senate, I said it's abusive. Because I think it is. This normal this type of behavior, if if you engage in this behavior, you know, outside of this particular arena or venue, then you can be You can be uh, hauled up on criminal charges of abuse, Sam, um, of uh, uh, the opposite sex, and yet we're allowing it here. We're, We're putting our stamp of approval on it here in this legislation. It's just insane. Okay, so it's dangerous, it's unfair, it's abusive. Now, it's also unnecessary, and this is the major point of my email, Sam. It's unnecessary because the bill Sponsors and anybody who votes for it mistakenly believe that the Utah legislature may not prohibit boys from playing on an all female sports team because the federal courts have enjoined other states that enacted such a prohibition. Hmm. Well, the bill sponsors are mistaken. People who believe this are mistaken. Uh, the Utah Legislature is the legislative body in the state of Utah. Therefore, the Utah Legislature decides what is and what is not permitted in Utah, not the federal courts. Right? The Utah did not vest with the general government any authority to dictate how sports teams in Utah are composed. And I, 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 in my email, I say, I challenge you to show me where the states granted this authority to the general government. And and, and what was and, and I say what is not expressly granted in the general government was and is retained by the state or to the people of the state. Basically it's the Tenth Amendment. It's the ninth and tenth amendment that says anything we don't expressly delegate to the general government, we retain in the in the people of the state. And so I just challenged them, look, you got to show me where the states granted this authority to the general government, authority to decide uh, who gets permitted to participate in sports in Utah. And I, I just underscored this saying that neither the president by executive order, neither the Congress by statute, nor the courts by opinion, nor a bureaucratic agency by regulation may do this. They don't have permission. They're not permitted. And so that, that gets to the heart of the state sovereignty question here, Sam. I say, look, some of you are going to protest that the federal courts have ruled on this issue. And I I, 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 I say back to them, I don't care. Ignore the federal courts on this issue. They do not have jurisdiction in this matter. None. Zero. Hey Amen, I
1: agree. In fact, the United States court might have got it wrong, but the Scotland courts just came out with a uh, press release. Uh, they say, indeed, even if women get gender-bending therapy, hormones and everything else, they are indeed not, not women. Uh, and so you've got international debates on this now. But I would kind of come back and say, I agree with this bill. We should shut down men playing in women's sports. But you know what? Part of the problem is the government creates moral hazard everywhere uh-huh. they go, not only with the decision on the courts in this case, but for the idea in the first place, for example, you know what? Why do we care if um, if men can play in women's sports in government school? All you got to do is shut down the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto and get rid of the government school and you have no issue now. All you got to do is get your kids out of communism and you wouldn't have these problems. But see, one problem leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Whenever government's involved in what they ought not be involved in... It's moral hazard times a thousand. Lil Nelson in seconds on your radio.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land, you're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: The Russian war in Ukraine enters its fifth day. Over the weekend, many countries expanded their sanctions against the Russian aggression. Switzerland, often a neutral country, on Monday is set to review its potential sanctions and asset freezes against Russia. Putin responded to all the pushback by putting his nuclear weapons on high alert. The BBC
6: translates. Top officials of leading NATO countries are making aggressive statements about our country. Therefore, I'm ordering the Minister of Defense and the Chief of the General Staff to put the strategic nuclear forces on special alert.
5: Vaccine passports will no longer be required in New York City starting March 7th. Mayor Eric Adams said Sunday he plans on lifting school mask mandates then too, barring major infections. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Water.
7: It's essential to life. But it's also something that so many of us here in America take for granted. Imagine how different your life would be without access to clean water in your home. What if you had to walk to the nearest creek, stream, lake, or pond to get water? Suddenly, going to work and school wouldn't be an option because you and your children would have to spend your days collecting water. This is the day-to-day reality of most families living in the world's poorest countries. But what if I told you that you can change that reality for just pennies a day? Through our water projects, Food for the Poor is working to meet the need for water in 17 impoverished countries. But it won't happen without you. Incredibly, it only takes $15 to provide a child access to clean water for life. $15. Decades and decades of access to water for a child. Give the life-changing gift of water now. Just text USA Radio to 91999 text USA radio all one word to 91999
5: Pennsylvania is pulling Russian alcohol from their shelves in support of the Ukrainian people's desire for freedom
8: The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board is directing its stores called Fine Wine and Good Spirits to stop buying and selling Russian sourced products It's in protest of Russia's invasion of Ukraine PA Governor Tom Wolf called it a show of solidarity and support for the people of Ukraine and, quote, an expression of our collective revulsion with the unprovoked actions of the Russian state. Wolf joins his counterparts in New Hampshire, Ohio, and Utah, and ordering Russian products off the shelves of state-controlled liquor stores. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York.
5: Defense around the Capitol building will go back up for President Biden's State of the Union address this week. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger said that the decision to resurrect defense was made out of an abundance of caution and in conjunction with the United States Secret Service. Truck convoys arriving in Washington, D.C. about the same time as the State of the Union address is also giving extra concern for security officials. USA Radio News.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: All right, back with Lowell Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. So I agree with you sending an email to the Utah legislature, and I'm against this bill as well. Um... HB 11, it's disaster. I agree with that. I'm, I would vote against it as well if I were there. But I do believe we ought to step back and look at the bigger picture, though. Hey, the only time the government has all this influence, really, is when they hand out money so they have a carrot to beat people with and a stick. Uh, or at the same time, when it's government school or some government-controlled, mandated whatever. And nine times out of ten, <laughs> if you didn't have that in the first place, which you ought not have the 10th Plank of the Communist Manifesto Government School, for instance, you wouldn't even be debating this uh, issue because, you know what, the private sector could make these goofy ideas and people could flee to other places and say, no, we're not doing that, thanks. But again, we add insult to injury every time as we get further and further away from the intent of the founding fathers, Law.
2: Well, that's a great point, Sam, and ultimately that really is the best solution just to get your children out of the public schools um, I know that you don't have any children of yours in public schools, and I know a lot of families who don't. Um, that needs to become the norm rather than the exception, right? And, and as as people leave, mass exodus from the public schools, then the the public schools will will dwindle. They'll they'll fall to nothing, right? I mean, they'll they won't have the economic strength uh, to to Sustain their uh, existence, right? Um, there, there are other reasons why you should flee the the public schools. Uh, this is just one of many. Um, you I know, there's, that. Uh, there's there's another bill uh, being considered that um, kicks back against the the pornography that's being promulgated in public schools, uh, textbooks, and 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 other books that you know, classic literature. I mean, not classic, but but literature books and and so forth that are part of the public school curriculum, uh, which um, are just not appropriate for 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 uh, students to, to read or to see or to, to hear. Um, I mean, that's another compelling reason not to have your children in public schools. Um, so you're exactly right, Sam. I, I fully 100% agree that we ought not route um which is an immoral uh, route to go then the solution really is to exit the public schools to shut them down and, uh, and and just get out of there
1: no doubt about it but remember to some degree ladies and gentlemen there's the ideal to which i'm pointing to then there's the real which says hey vote against this bill don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm okay with the bill by any stretch of the imagination i'm just pointing out a bigger picture problem uh, that we got to work on As well, the Utah legislature also uh, failed HB 371 in House Committee law.
2: That's absolutely uh, true, Sam. And and my last thought on HB 11 is that the state has the state legislature, our Utah legislature, has the authority to pass a prohibition. They they do have the authority to say, look, males are not going to play on an all-female sports team in Utah and they can ignore the opinions of the federal courts on the matter because the federal courts has zero jurisdiction in domestic issues such as this. The Utah legislature legalized the use of medical cannabis, for example, despite the federal prohibition on its use. They can do the very same thing here. They can approve a bill that prohibits males from competing on all-female sports teams just like they did with medical cannabis, that they have the authority to do that and that's what they should do in this case. Now in the case of HB 371, Sam, that's a bill that would legalize in-person voting once again in Utah. Today it's illegal because the Utah code says that that all elections shall be conducted primarily by mail. We're talking about the US mail, the snail mail. Um, and, And that is the current language in Utah code. It's currently illegal, basically, for to have a, a primarily all-in-person election in Utah. This bill would have changed this. H.R. 371 would have changed that. It would have legalized in-person voting once again in Utah, but it failed in the House Government Operations Committee last Wednesday on a three to seven vote, despite the fact that hundreds of people were there in favor of this bill. They overflowed the, uh, the, the committee room into an overflow. Uh, you know, hundreds of people, in both in the committee room and in, in, in the overflow, um, standing in favor of this bill. But the representatives refused to listen. Only three of them voted for this bill. Seven of them voted against. So, what's, what are we doing? Well, advocates of election integrity, Sam. We are seeking candidates to replace legislators who refuse to address the problems with the election integrity here in Utah. Advocates of election integrity were seeking volunteers to prepare to watch the polling processes in the primary election and in the general election this year. Kind of of like what uh, was done in Virginia, where all of these citizen activists Became so active and, and watched the polling locations, watched the various polling processes, so that they they minimized the un, uh, the cheating that uh, went on in the general election, the 2020, uh, 2020 general election there in Virginia, and it helped. Uh, what they did there in Virginia, it helped, and so we're uh, hoping to to provide that same help here in Utah. Finally, advocates of election integrity, Sam, are preparing to run an initiative again in 23 that will give citizens ample time to collect the 150,000 signatures required to get this common sense election law back on the books, back on the ballot, so we can see, so it can be put back on the books. There, Sam, there is a tsunami of interest in this, and the establishment, I believe, is going to be surprised at the breadth and the depth of this movement here in Utah. Sam?
1: There you have it ladies and gentlemen. Now there is a filing window uh, what right now, Lowell?
2: That's right, it opened uh, This it'll open in 20 minutes, Sam, from 8 o'clock this morning until 5 p.m. Friday night. This filing window is open. This is a window of opportunity where you can file for office here in the state of Utah. Like as a legislator, for example, um, and 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 so I'm urging our listeners, uh, if they are upset with what's happening in the Utah legislature uh, that's been going on during this, uh, what, 40 days of this reign of terror, then they should either file themselves to run for office or find someone in their neighborhood who will run for office here in the state of Utah against these people who refuse to recognize the problems with the elections here in Utah or who voted for H B eleven to, to allow girls and boys to mingle in locker rooms and showers and um you know, this type of shenanigans going on in Utah schools, right? I mean if you've got a legislator, uh if you live in a district, a House district or in a Senate district where they are not representing your values here in the Utah legislature, then you or the neighbor who you support should file to run for that seat. You know, you become so a legislator.
1: Here's the point, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? They passed a bill, or they're in the middle of passing a bill that we absolutely oppose, which is girls being forced to have men in their everything. <laughs> On the field, in the locker room, in the bathrooms, in the showers, everything. Okay? We're against that, but they're moving ahead anyway. They don't care if we're against it. Then when we're four this hb 371 in an effort to say hey let's have precinct voting in person they're saying now let's skip all the precincts and just have vote by mail the problem is when you skip all the precincts and have vote by mail you can't really vote watch or vote count really not really okay because it's all manipulated the custody of the vote is already destroyed even before the count happens even if you do a, a correct count uh it's too late and a dollar short is the problem so when there are four girls in I mean, boys and girls, sports, and we're against it. And then when they're against voting by precinct, which we're for, this is an example why I call it the reign of terror, ladies and gentlemen. They don't care what you think at all. So it is important that you understand the Utah fighting window is open. You have got to get involved, run for office, and replace them, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And when you do, you also got to realize that a lot of these delegates and a lot of these people that are involved as well have a big difference as we go to the Utah precinct caucuses on March 8th. But you know what? The caucuses uh, in Utah have been taking a beating. um, And the precincts have been taking a beating uh, over a lot of issues in the last several years, Lol.
2: That's right, Sam. The biggest beating they took uh, came in 2014 with SB 54, which enabled uh, candidates uh, to get onto the party's primary ballot uh, through a signature pass. That is a huge blow to the caucus convention system,
1: Sam. They want to get rid of the most local government because they know that's where we have the most authority, ladies and gentlemen. You got to bring it back. We got to get involved. When we come back, we're talking Russia and Ukraine on your radio. Why don't
9: we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution
6: can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson with me. So bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, the filing window is open now. Well, just in a couple of minutes. By the time you get down there, it would be. And you need to really run for office, folks. They're absolutely betraying us at every turn. They don't care what we say. They're paying attention to lobbyists and bureaucrats, and uh, they're really trying to move up the, quote, ladder. They're really trying to. We've got to replace them, and there must be enough of us to do so. Also, the Utah precinct caucuses are on March the 8th. Once again, they're trying to destroy precincts at every level. They don't mind if you go in spirit as long as you can't get anything done there. For the most part, they're fine with that. Uh, It's a manipulation, though. Anyway, I digress. Any final point on that, Lowell?
2: No, that's great, Sam. Um, Yeah, we have training on the people here in Utah on how to get elected at caucus. If if you've never been to a caucus, then find a training session near you and and, and get trained so that you get familiar with the process. It'll be helpful. It'll help you get elected and, and, and or if you go there to support your neighbor to get elected, it'll help them. Uh, These trainings are being held uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, uh, pretty much all this week. Uh, You just need to, you know, find one and attend. Um, It'll help you get elected as a delegate, Sam.
1: All right. Paul Craig Roberts, once again, spot on, Lol.
2: About Ukraine. Yep, he is. You know, Sam, Paul Craig Roberts was a or he is a former assistant secretary of the U.S. Treasury and a former associate editor of the Wall Street Journal. He writes a column pretty much every day or two, at least every week, and often his columns are posted at Um, lewrockwell.com. Very, I don't know, he has what you call maybe a mainstream uh, perspective on the events. I mean, he recognizes the, the foibles and the weaknesses of the mainstream. He doesn't parrot the mainstream. I'm not saying that. But he, he every every single column is a hard-hitting column talking about the problems with the mainstream uh, perspective on things. So he's, he, you know even though he served like in the mainstream for like, the Wall Street Journal, uh, he has a liberty-minded perspective on stuff. I really appreciate his opinions. And in, in this column, uh, he's talking about Ukraine Russia conflict. And he's saying that Ukrainian resistance seems to have um, uh, seized uh, as its infrastructure was put out of operation. So he's recognizing that Russia now controls the airport at Kiev. Uh, the troops, uh, Ukrainian troops have been cut off from uh, Lviv on the west uh, and, and Kiev in the, in the central part of the state. Um, they've lost uh, most of their air defense, their navy, the military airports. And uh, with the destruction of 83 military facilities, the infrastructure of the Ukraine military has been wiped out. Uh, Ukraine will be required to renounce NATO membership. So in other words, he's predicting what's going to happen now. Ukraine will be be forced to demilitarize and renounce all claims to Crimea and the independent republics, those two uh, republics on the the east side of Ukraine, that um, are populated mainly by ethnic Russians. Um, Ukrainian soldiers will most likely be permitted to return home to their families. Um, Unlike the Americans and NATO, the Russians have avoided attacking any civilian areas and the barracks and residences of military units. Uh, It turns out that Germany stopped the approval process for the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline between Russia and Germany, a $10 billion project. Uh, German defense officials admit they are toothless and have no capability of sending troops even to protect NATO members, much less Ukraine. And uh, Putin said that war criminals will be held accountable. And he probably means it, Sam. So there's the picture painted by Paul Craig Roberts. Um, It's coming to pass right before our eyes. Uh, We mentioned last week's show, Sam, that the real reason that that we have a problem in Ukraine is because the U.S. regime has a problem with Nord Stream 2, which is a gas pipeline uh, between Russia and Germany. That would be a win-win for those two countries. Russia would be able to sell more of their energy, and Germany, Germans would be able to purchase energy more inexpensively, um, and the U.S. didn't want to see that happen because. We are tied to the petrodollar. We don't want to see the the value of the dollar devalued anymore, (laughs) even though we print it like it's going out of style. Um, And so they wanted to throw a wrench in the works, and they succeeded, because Germany then threw cold water on that approval process. So the gas pipeline is on hold right now, the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline, that is. Um, And so basically, the US regime got their bullying way and uh they stopped the pipeline but at what cost do they care about the loss of life in ukraine no they don't they really don't sam and um, and, and let's so, be clear when
1: you say they don't the russian people probably do the ukrainian people probably do it's the yeah. government leader thugs that don't care because they have a greater agenda
2: right You're exactly right, Sam. It's the politicians in power. They're the ones vying for power and control. They're the ones who send the average citizen into war, into conflict. They're the ones who spill their blood for the uh, perverse intentions and objectives of the politicians who, who supposedly rule their country. They're the ones who suffer. Their families suffer. Uh, They're the ones who get displaced, run out of their homes, killed, wounded, whatever, Um, not the politicians. So yeah, when I say that that Russia and Ukraine, they don't care, uh, I'm speaking about their politicians. On the other hand, Sam, you bring up a great point. The actual people, the people of Russia, the people of Ukraine, they do care a whole lot. They're the ones whose lives are affected. And my company employs, uh, I don't know, 50, 60 developers in, in Ukraine. Most of them live around Lviv, near, in or, in or around uh, Lviv, not Kiev. And so they tend to be a little more protected from the conflict than people in Kiev and certainly in the eastern, southeastern part of, of Ukraine. But, but Sam, I tell you what, I am, I love these people in Ukraine. And, um, I don't want to see them hurt. And they don't want to see the conflicts reach their homeland, in their, you know, where they live. And um, it, it's absolutely satanic what's happening here, Sam. The politicians are pushing these two countries to the conflict. And it's totally unnecessary. It's needless. It's, it's, uh, it's just raw power of government forcing the conflict. And the people don't want it. Ukraine it's it.
1: bad enough for Russia, which has about hundred and forty five million people just so you understand the size and then Ukraine that has about forty three million people, so Russia's triple the size. it's bad enough that they have a conflict and I'm sad about that and I pray for them and I hope they can fight for freedom and come to a solution but you know what the European theater has been fraught with you know peril and trouble for uh, centuries, ladies and gentlemen, for millennia. And we need to understand the background of the war and the crisis and what's going on, the history of what's going on. We need to remember the principles that should guide American policy. Bottom line is, keep U.S. out of the war. We're just adding insult to injury, Lowell. We're making it worse. Uh, That's
2: right, Sam. A gentleman named Stephen Cohen, uh, world-renowned authority on both the Bolsheviks and contemporary Russia, he wrote this in November of 2019, quote, for centuries and still today, Russia and large parts of Ukraine have had much in common, a long territorial border, a shared history, ethnic, linguistic and other cultural affinities, intimate personal relations, substantial economic trade, and more. Even after the years of escalating conflict between Kiev and Moscow since 2014, Many Russians and Ukrainians still think of themselves in familial ways. The United States has almost none of these commonalities with Ukraine." End of quote. And um, and, and your point about the uh, history of these countries in Europe goes to George Washington's farewell address where he warned us, the U.S., to stay out of European conflicts, quote, Europe has a set of primary interests which to us have none or a very remote relation. Hence, she must be engaged in frequent controversies, the causes of which are essentially foreign to our concern. Hence, therefore, it must be unwise in us to implicate ourselves by artificial ties in the ordinary vicissitudes of her politics or the ordinary combinations and collisions of her friendships or enemies end of quote, enmities, I said enemies, I meant to say enmities, end of quote. And so, Sam, where Russia controls, you know, whether Russia controls Ukraine or not, really is none of our business. That's the point George Washington was making. That's the point that uh, Stephen Cohen is making. And in particular, Sam, economic sanctions are a bad idea. That's what everybody is turning to right now. The U.S. is imposing sanctions on Russia. They're encouraging other NATO countries to impose sanctions on Russia, but it's a form of war. It's an economic warfare on the country, Sam, and it doesn't hurt the politicians at the top. It hurts the citizens of the country, at the ones at the bottom, um, right? The 500 Iraqi children who are starved to death in to, in, in, from 2001 to 2005, right? That the U.S. imposed that sanction on. Sam. How about the millions of people in Yemen who have been sanctioned by countries from 2015 to 2019 who have died of starvation because of these sanctions? Well, what's going to happen in Ukraine and in Russia because of these sanctions? It's more death, more destruction, more chaos, more homeless, more refugees, and the list goes on and on, Sam. Sanctions, are wrong they're immoral they don't work they disrupt the world economy and they reduce the chances for peaceful settlement of uh you know between the two countries sam you know it it Uh, reminds me of of what jason stapleton says. he says where goods cross borders armies do not just think about that for a second sam
1: where goods cross borders armies Do not, or should not, if you will. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, far better and wiser is the old classic liberal foreign policy of neutrality, ladies and gentlemen, and non-intervention. That's what we need to engage in. And you say, well, wait, we can't just let those poor people suffer. I on one hand agree. That's why we need to stay out of it, remain neutral, and teach by example a better, more peaceful economic prospering way. And as we set the example and teach the world to do the same, we can avoid a lot of these conflicts. But when we fund literally both sides of wars, and when we fund supposedly the underdog in these sovereignty breaching realities that we ought not, we add insult to injury and it gets worse, not better, is the whole point George Washington and Lowell Nelson are making. low final words, yours.
2: Um. Well, Sam, it is the uh, fact that uh, neutrality. Uh, oh, I was going to mention. Yeah, the 2014 uh, regime change operation. See, the U.S. created this problem in 2014, among other things. So I'm just citing that as an example of why our intervention is the wrong answer. Sam, thank you. And so this much. is also
1: this is also the example of why I say over and over and over, we have a problem, and then when you dig and look, it's because of another problem, because of another problem. We gotta have government ratcheted down by the Constitution.
0: Broadcasting Live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders. One of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a whole lot to talk about. The good doctors in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation, his website to get all that done where you can find weekly webinars, his collegiate series and more, all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
10: Well, thanks for the kind words and the welcome. Um, We're looking forward to another week of exciting geopolitical activity around the world.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's start out. I've got so many topics to discuss. What I want to do is kick off a couple of quick topics. We'll get through those, and then I want to discuss some of last hour's discussions uh, that we had with Lowell Nelson uh, as well. Uh, First, though, I want to talk about this smart card discussion. What is a smart health card, you may ask? The smart, smart health card, ladies and gentlemen, is a digital or, quote, printed QR code that provides proof of vaccination or shows recent test results. So understand, ladies and gentlemen, many Utah states have outlawed what they call vaccine passports. And good for them. But ladies and gentlemen, you're being schnookered, you're being played with, you're being lied to. Although many states have outlawed vaccine passports, the quote smart Health card is being rolled out across the country with help from the private sector, even in the red states that claim they're against vaccine passports. Technology, believe it or not, from the Boston Children's Hospital was used to create the smart health card, all thanks to innovation from uh, the vaccination. Credential Initiative, VCI, in other words, Vaccination Credential Initiative, VCI. The VCI is a quote consortium of key players, ladies and gentlemen, in the tech and healthcare space, and it includes huge corporations like Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle. Um, and the Mayo Clinic, just to name a few, okay? Now, they want you to believe in its simplicity to where you think it's no big deal. Number one, they want you to know it's not a mandate. Not a mandate. Number two, the only information they say displayed on the card is the holder's name and date of birth, as well as clinical information relating to your vaccinations and or covid tests this includes the date type location of a vaccination as well as the you know the date and the manufacturer of the test and everything else or the quote vaccine that you were given it is scanned by the health card verification app which will display either red orange or green depending on the validity of a person's card. Where can I get a smart health card, you ask? People who got vaccinated at private clinics and pharmacies across the country like CVS, Walgreens, or Walmart will receive a code through those companies. They say we've got most of the big pharmacy chains, all of the key health systems in place for this. Several states have already agreed to adopt this health card standard, ladies and gentlemen. The cards will be automatically provided by the healthcare care providers, but can also be requested through their websites. Say, it can be saved in Google Pay or Apple Wallet. And you say, what can I do with my smart health card, huh? They're used as, quote, verification by a number of bars, restaurants, sporting events, and other businesses. Their use is expected to spread across the country as the fourth wave of COVID, they say, shows no signs of subsiding. However, that's a lie too, right? Countless universities and colleges have also started to require routine testing or vaccination proof for students who want to attend college in the fall. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, despite our objections, quietly and over some objections, the National Digital Vaccine Card has emerged. It's a smart health card, and it's voluntarily adopted and minimal in terms of your privacy. Bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, whether you realize it or not, about 200 million People in the United States now have access to this available card now. Again, they say after a relatively quiet start, it has built momentum in recent months as more states and companies have signed on. In fact, it's a national de facto standard now. They say this has largely been a grassroots effort, not only to have it take hold, but to develop so completely and so quickly, without being mandated. Now, this, my fellow Americans, is disaster on steroids. We've all been so busy saying no vaccination passports. We've sued them in the courts. We've taken them on in the legislative bodies everywhere. And they heard us loud and clear. And they backed off. And now that the elections are coming up. They're backing off vaccines, mandates, backing off uh, masks, mandates, backing off Literally everything because they know what you haven't known until now, which is they've got the private sector in bed with this to the point where it's not mandated, but it's become the de facto standard to where at first it's voluntary. At first it's minimal in your information, but then once we voluntarily adopt it without mandate, well, it reminds me of the story of the pigs, the big feral pigs. And the farmer wanted to catch these pigs and eat them. And you know what? The pigs were just too wild, too ferocious, too crazy, couldn't get her none. But he decided just to bring food, put it in a spot, bring food, bit it in a spot, no traps, no traps, then keep doing it. Eventually, you know what? He built one side of a fence. The pigs thought it was weird, but no big deal. They could still get their food and leave freely before you know it. The pigs were penned, they were caught, they were trapped. That's what's happening here, Dr. Bradley.
10: Well, it seems like you've very adequately uh, reviewed the issue. Uh, I mean, I say, blah, 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 because that's the way they're always doing it. And right now everybody, well, not everybody, but virtually everybody is so done with these phony baloney things that have been going on for two years everybody's uh, kind of moving on with life but just like with the big tech companies censoring and deplatforming and all that kind of stuff it's going on behind the scenes with with those that that have a big footprint i you know i call it a footprint because it really is a boot on your neck and so yes um, you know i see visions of stasi and kgb and gestapo Papers, papers, as they go through things like this. And and it really is marching on with with the agenda that they've got, in spite of the fact that everybody, virtually, is done with it. We've moved on. We know better now that those that are going to get it, get it. Those that aren't going to get it, don't get it. But it's around. It's no matter what they say they're going to do. Um, you know, masks or vaccines, clot shots, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're—it's one of those things where it marches on, and it's going to do what it's going to do, just like the flu does or anything else that's that's uh, moving through society, and uh, they're completely powerless to to make any difference on it. But I think it is a move more to. This tracking and tracing thing—I—I I see that when so many people have these, that well, maybe they'll be interactive with uh, people on the walking on the street. You'll—you'll uh, you'll have sensors that read other people's. I mean, I can see this thing easily metastasizing into a full-blown cancer on society where everybody's got their their ID and their uh, presence known wherever they go, in almost anything. Um, Though it was probably t- nearly 20 years ago that Tom Cruise put out a, a movie called *The Minority Report*, where the tracking and sensing and everything uh, was constantly reviewing every single person that walked in a store or whatever. This is this is the nature of the beast, and it is a beast. It's a, I sadly say, a very. Much on the trajectory of the mark of the beast found in book of Revelation, chapter 13, where you can't buy or sell, do business, or do anything for that matter. In fact, uh, I think we've talked about this on the radio program. Well, it sounds like we got to take a quick break for a little commercial, but I'm
1: sure we'll be back. You've got it, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live, Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio.
7: Are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took thirty million dollars of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McClain and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy, and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho.
1: Paid
0: for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com.
1: it on your radio, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman. freedomsrisingsun.com is Dr. Scott Bradley's website. You can go ahead and watch the weekly webinars and a whole lot more there. Incredible treasure trove of information, to say the least. freedomsrisingsun.com. These smart health card verification tools via QR code are disaster. And on one hand, we can say blah, 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 and I, I understand that because, hey, you know what? It's the private sector. They have no uh, really authority. But the bottom line is if you get big business on this and create a national de facto standard, and then after a while, government decides to make laws that surround that de facto standard, uh, they're as unconstitutional as all get out. They violate all kinds of privacy issues. Uh, I mean, it's just desa- But yet, you know what? They could eventually force this. They say, don't worry, it only has your name and your birth date on it, and then some information regarding your vaccination status or testing status, no big deal, but you're going to have to have that to fly. You're going to have to have that to go into a restaurant or a store or whatever. Um, You know what? The problem is they can tie that with your name and your birth date to your driver's license information, to your social security information, to your banking information. Eventually they can back this into um, a social credit score uh, based on all these factors. And you know what? In America, they've been able to do this literally without, quote, firing a shot, without passing any law, without mandating anything. In fact, they're backing off the mandates, making you feel real good right now. Dr. Bradley, this is my concern. They'll turn this into a de facto social credit score, won't they?
10: Highly likely that, that this is going to, as I say, metastasize. Think of cancer. It's going to f- become fully infected. I, You know, it's always just, just a little bit. It's, well back in the uh, early part of the 20th century there was a an italian communist named antonio gramsci and uh he was full blown communist and and he he went to uh after the uh, bolshevik revolution uh, he he went to go celebrate with his comrades you know lenin and stalin and the boys uh went to russia nearly nearly was put to death there because he differed somewhat from, from the way they wanted to do it. They wanted to do it with a barrel of a gun and the point of a bayonet and, and an artillery round or whatever. He wanted to do it a slice at a time. And, and the slice at a time was, was through legislative enactment and encroachments that happened just, you know, kind of naturally and uh, by attrition. It wore things down. Uh, and and that's not the way the Lenins and Stalins wanted it to happen. But he was absolutely, completely committed to the Marxist concept of of uh, lack of private property, you know, government control, that, that all that stuff, overthrowing of all society, and and he he was able to get back into Italy. He was ultimately put in prison. Remember, the fascists were 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 uh, fashionable, if you will, in that time with Mussolini. But he wrote, I think, 11 volumes while in prison about this slice-at-a-time communism. And it's basically what we're doing in this country right now on so many elements. Um, We take a little slice here, a little slice there, and pretty soon you have the whole loaf of bread. But they do it legislatively and quietly without this complete upheaval that happens the way Lenin and Stalin were doing it. But nonetheless, you end up with the same outcome and and that's basically how things are happening today and they're using these high-tech companies that are absolutely aligned with the establishment globalist perspective we can do things now building dossiers on people that the nazis and the and the you know their gestapo people and the kgb people in russia and the stasi in east germany could only have dreamed of uh you know they put it in a folder and put it in a file and if somebody went and took it out and looked at the right one, they had some information, but it wasn't nearly as complete as what's happening in the United States today and literally around the world. I mean, with every single conversation documented, uh, every phone call, every text message, every email, every radio program, I might add, everything is, is completely going into a database, and they have the computer power to do a great analysis on those kinds of things. And as you point out, they'll ultimately be uh, collated together for some, I'm sure, nefarious purpose. Pre societies don't do that. Free people are not tracked and traced like we're doing. This stuff that they're they're using as an excuse, um, a virus, for heaven's sake. There have been hundreds of millions of viruses over the course of mortality. And our bodies have uh mechanisms, natural immune systems that build immunity. All the systems work together. God delivered these things ultimately and finally. Uh and, and we've we've seen, I mean, uh there's great spikes in, in uh those that are getting the dread disease. That have been vaccinated fully completely not only double vaccinated but a couple of booster shots it's completely ineffective people are going to get it or they're not and if they do they either die or they get an immunity i mean come on people we are destroying our society and building uh, basically a um, a totalitarian environment in which everything and everybody is kept track of by by those that are in charge, and again, the the big tech. You look at the names that, are, that you mentioned, Sam, of these people that are there. These people would not be doing that if they did not expect there would be a f- large financial return. If they weren't doing it at the behest of some agency, oh no, 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 nothing to see here. No, look over there. Look over there. There's no there's no government involved in this. That is a Bravo Sierra statement if I ever heard of it. And and that's kind of where we're going with this, and it is something we need to be aware of, and uh, and resist. And I suspect that you're going to continue to see this grow and progress in spite of the uh, efforts by politicians that want to get reelected in this election year, that are saying, no, oh, no, not us, no, no, we're we're <laughs> we're all for freedom. We're 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 getting rid of the mask mandates. I mean, these are the people that for the last two years were issuing draconian orders about this, that were locking us down in violation of habeas corpus. You know, you can't be imprisoned without a due process and a hearing and all those kinds of things. Oh, no, no, there's no guilt. Uh, You're all, well, yeah, I guess there is. You're all assumed guilty, so we're all going to lock you down. I mean, uh, the ability to worship, don't forget it. Forget it. You can't go to your church or your temple or your synagogue or your mosque or whatever. Oh, Oh, forget that idea. It's not there. Assembly? Forget it. It's not there. And they have deep-sixed everything in the name of a virus, which, you know, it's arguably very similar to other things that have faced the world. And time has marched on, and uh, we've gone forward. And ladies and gentlemen, here's
1: the grand point of it all. In my opinion, Dr. Bradley, you can take off on this as well. Um, But you know what? Right now, they've eased things. They're saying, hey, we'll back off on the mask. We'll back off on the ma- vaccine mandates. We'll back off. You're You're allowed to go to church again. No worry, no harm, no foul. But remember how hard they locked us down. And virtually nobody really complained. I mean, yeah, a few of us, a few loud voices and a few. But look, nobody really complained. Most people complied. Many people are still wearing masks now, even though they're told they're not even necessary. Okay, so here's the point. When will the next one happen? And will they lock us down harder and longer? When will the next reason be? They might even let it go for five years. I don't know the timetables. But I'm telling you, they've proven they can do it. And once they've proven they can do it, their appetite for doing this will make it impossible for them not to do it again. Dr. Bradley, that's really the takeaway here. Well, indeed, it is.
10: Uh, it's the nature and disposition of almost all men as soon as they get a little authority to begin to, to abuse that authority. Um, and, and thinking minds have known this. Daniel Defoe in 1701 said all men would be tyrants if they could. Uh, Lord Acton, uh, 100 years after the Constitution Convention, said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's a well-documented fact. And yes, indeed, I think that they're sucker-punching us. Uh, anybody that had anything to do with what happened over the last two years, I really believe, should be removed from office. They've proven they're unworthy of our trust. They've proven that they are willing to step on any right or privilege. That—that that The whole process, the whole concept of constitutions is limiting power. And it, they do. They have specifically. And, and we could go through detail upon detail upon detail of how that fact is, and yet they ignored their oath of office. Uh, they were unfaithful to the trust that was given to them. They swore before God and all of us that, that they would keep their actions within the limits and bounds, and yet they didn't. And I don't think they could be trusted for the
1: next go around again. When will it be? Who knows? Amen to that right reality the check, election. ladies and gentlemen, quick pause. Then back with Dr. Scott Bradley, I want to talk about the pro-life, pro-death battle in seconds on your radio.
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Day
5: five of the Russian invasion into Ukraine. Many experts said the country would fall over the weekend. It did not, as the resolve of the Ukrainian people is reminding Americans what freedom is all about. As Russia has amassed a large column of war equipment and supplies just outside of Kyiv, British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace tells LBC what he knows. Uh,
1: About 30 kilometers to the northwest is the big armored column that has been uh, shown uh, on the media to some extent, and they're all in a sort of line waiting to try and go forward. They have slowed because of, uh, again, strong Ukrainian resistance. Obviously, the tactic of the Russians is to try and encircle uh, Kiev.
5: Ukrainian and Russian officials are holding talks at a venue near the Belarusian border. Joe Biden's Justice Department ended a Trump-era program that countered Chinese espionage against the United States. The DOJ claimed it created a climate of fear among Asian Americans. USA Radio News.
7: Water. It's essential to life. But it's also something that so many of us here in America take for granted. Imagine how different your life would be without access to clean water in your home. What if you had to walk to the nearest creek, stream, lake, or pond to get water? Suddenly, going to work and school wouldn't be an option because you and your children would have to spend your days collecting water. This is the day-to-day reality of most families living in the world's poorest countries. But what if I told you that you can change that reality for just pennies a day? Through our water projects, Food for the Poor is working to meet the need for water in 17 impoverished countries. But it won't happen without you. Incredibly, it only takes $15 to provide a child access to clean water for life. $15. Decades and decades of access to water for a child. Give the life-changing gift of water now. Just text USA Radio to 91999 text USA radio all one word to 91999
5: as many Americans have grown weary of government officials and their covid mandates New York is changing gears New York Governor
8: Kathy Hochul made the announcement Sunday afternoon
6: given the the decline in our rates our hospitalization strong vaccination rates and the CDC guidance, Uh, my friends, the day has come.
8: As students return to school this week, the statewide mask mandate will be lifted.
6: However, there are some states, some counties uh, in the state of New York where they have a higher rate of transmission. We will allow them the flexibility to determine what's best for their county.
8: Case in point, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who wants another week to see if COVID cases go down even further. If that happens, the city will lift its mask mandate for public schools next Monday. It will also remove the key to NYC, city vaccination requirements for restaurants, entertainment, and fitness centers at that time. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York.
5: We are USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. Did you hear them at the bottom of the hour? We'll allow counties to do what they want to for the time being. Uh, We'll allow. Think who's just, uh, you know, they think they're gods, don't they? We think we can just allow and control all around the world at our whim, don't we? From counties to states to general government to globally and internationally, you have thugs at the top. Uh, who really believe that they're literally godlike figures and can do whatever they want to do they'll allow This they'll arm Ukraine they'll allow your county to this they'll mm, Man Russia's out of control you gotta and it goes on and on and on Well now they're doing that over life and death even more so ladies and gentlemen So ahead of this Supreme Court discussion on pro-life ladies and gentlemen I want you to know some very important statistics relating to the pro-death movement. Are you ready? Medication-induced abortions accounted for 54% of all abortions in the United States in 2020. That's according to the Guttmacher Institute, ladies and gentlemen. Abortion pills have grown in popularity since they've been introduced in 2000 so since 19 I mean since the year 2000 in a short 22 years now 54% of all murders or they would say abortions in the united states were of the chemical kind 54% so well over half now understand that chemical abortions ladies and gentlemen end pregnancies through a two drug regimen Regimen I should say the first drug blocks the natural hormone Chagestrin starving the developing baby of nutrients so first they literally starve the baby to death then the second drug induces labor to expel the baby from the womb in other words the idea here with these thugs who turned their back on God Almighty's pro life plan. And their idea is yeet us, the fetus. Just go ahead and starve it to death, kill it, and wash it out of the body. Flat out murder, chemical style. Now they're also, because of Joe Biden and because of COVID, don't you know? Then they say, well, you know what? Women don't even really have to see a physician to see a physician again they can have just kind of an online virtual discussion and then the pills come in a very discreet envelope of murder dr. Bradley
10: it's during all mortality as long as there's been records there has been an understanding that it was wrong uh, for a mother or collaborating with a a man to, to kill the baby growing within her and it's interesting back in in 1765 the first volume of uh, Blackstone's Commentaries on the Law came out. And that, of course, was immediately shared with the uh, the American uh, brethren, if you will, in in uh, by sh- shipping it here to North America. In the original volume one, on page one twenty five. Um the, now listen to how this correlates with what you're talking about right now.
1: Now ladies and gentlemen remember this is what 1765 range? Yes. This is before so, the revolutionary war. Correct? This and, is this uh, is a, and so we're talking about 250 years or whatever it is, right? Easily. Yes. A little more a, a, okay and what we're talking about ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. The same issue this has been going on since Cain killed Abel, ladies and gentlemen. Truly. Dr. Bradley.
10: All right. So it says in his book, life is the immediate gift of God. Okay, there we go. We brought God into this again. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These things are found interwoven with everything we've got. A right inherent by nature to in every individual, and it begins in contemplation of the law as soon as the, an infant is able to stir in the mother's womb. Understand the technology at that time did not have, you know, sonograms and all that kind of stuff. At any rate, uh, based on what they could understand in their time frame, that's, that's when life was. For if a woman is quick with child, and by a potion, or a pill in our day, or otherwise killeth it in her womb, or if anyone beat her, whereby the child dieth in her body, and is delivered of a dead child. This, though not murder, was by the ancient law, homicide, or manslaughter. So they they hearken this back thousands of years. But as uh, as, present it is not looked upon in quite as atrocious a light, though it remains a very heinous misdemeanor. An infant in the mother's womb, is supposed in law now this is again contradictory to what these black robe judges today oh we 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 don't know when life begins we we don't uh we can't say so we're not going to but but listen to this an infant in the mother's womb is supposed in law to be born for many purposes it is capable of having a legacy or a surrender of a copyhold estate made to it It may have a guardian assigned to it. It is enabled to have an estate limited to its use and to take afterwards by such limitation as if it were then actually born. And in this point, the civil law agrees with ours. Okay, so it is, according to the law, before the law, a living person, even though it has not been born. That was the tradition that was understood and clearly applied by the American founding fathers. So it's, it's, it has legal standing. This baby does. And now what we're doing is by a potion or otherwise, as it says in this statement in here, that uh, uh, they kill the baby in the womb. And, and it, it was known, clearly understood, the complete wrongheadedness of this whole thing. And yet today, the judges and the chemistry companies, uh, the pharma companies, these are the benevolent companies that are saving our lives with a clot shot. You know, all of these companies are always looking for another way to make a quick buck. they are billions upon billions of profitability. Part of it is built upon the dead bodies of children, the, the most innocent, the, the that have no voice, the completely, um, that they're... They're dependent upon us to try and help them. And yet, as, as you point out with this statistic, the Guttmeier, uh, uh group, they, they track abortions in the United States. Uh, they are considered the definitive uh, statistical analysis on these kinds of things, and they're saying over half the babies now are being killed, that are being killed, are being killed by a potion or otherwise, as, the, uh, as uh, Blackstone put it. So they take chemi- chemicals that end up killing the baby. I'm just wondering. <sighs> it's it's got to be destructive somehow of their own bodies, these women that do this, and certainly of their souls. And and I would suspect that uh, there's many that have deep regrets that, that haunt them the rest of their life about what they have done with what was entrusted to them literally in the role of, the nature of women, by God, and have have turned their back on that. I just have to wonder if, in the deep recesses of their mind, in the the quiet of the night, when there's no one there to to drown out their thoughts, that this doesn't come back to haunt them. So, uh, it's a it's a very heavy burden that we've put upon society. And since uh, Roe v. Wade uh, in uh, 1973. I don't know exactly the number exactly, but 60-some million of the the generation of my children. I mean, all that's been happening since my jil- children and grandchildren were born. Sixty-some-odd million Americans. Now, that's not to consider the whole world. I mean, it's rampant in other countries like China with the one-child policy they had for so long. But th- But we've been killing. We've been killing our posterity. At, at such a horrendous rate, it's, it's exceeded the, the, the statistics, and it's hard to get an exact count of the total death count of World War II, but it's somewhere in the range of 55 million. In the United States alone, since Roe v. Wade, over 60 million, probably 62, 64 million, somewhere in there. Of our own children within this country alone, this is not a worldwide count, and, and World War II where everybody was bent on killing each other all across the world. They only, quote unquote, killed 55 million with that intensive effort at uh, mass murder institutionalized and legalized. Now it's institutionalized and legalized to kill our own here in America. What an atrocious
1: thought. Ladies and gentlemen, and there are consequences for murderous actions, let's be very, very clear. And they're not fun consequences, I might clarify. Hang tight, Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio.
4: The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman making a great appeal to stand for pro-life and against pro-death. I'll tell you that, ladies and gentlemen. Also telling you, look, these de facto, quote, smart cards are disaster indeed. All right, now, Nebraska senator is a GOP senator. Ben Sass. I think, he's whacked out of his gourd, ladies and gentlemen. Let me say this again. Nebraska GOP Senator Ben Sass. he's whacked out of his gourd, in my opinion. Here's what he did. He stated this of Ukraine, that the U.S. should be arming them to the teeth and that the U.S. should provide tactical, actionable intelligence on top of arming them to the teeth so they can kill Russian invaders. Morning Joe is where this was said by the senator. Uh, shame on him. We should avoid foreign entanglements, as the founding fathers warned. This, again, is just another pro death agenda, ladies and gentlemen. How many people have been murdered oh, in war? How many people have been murdered in abortions? You know, I don't know worldwide, ladies and gentlemen, but the numbers are staggering from Holodomor to, to World War II to Vietnam. To the Gulf Wars, etc, and now this, and you got Senators literally saying, "Arm them to the teeth, provide intelligence for more murder Dr Bradley's office rocker
10: <laughs> you know it's it's interesting to me uh i there's there's always those that are justifying the marching off to war and getting a bunch of people killed. it is. It is legalized, institutionalized mass murder, and and let me just I'll, I'll just share with you something that Senator John F. Kennedy said, not long before he was elected President of the United States, and all of us know how this turned out happily ever after, but but it all sounds so logical and so completely unassailable and 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 so high-minded, but. But it unravels. Here's what Kennedy said. Vietnam represents a test of American responsibility and determination in Asia. If we are not the parents of little Vietnam, then surely we are the godparents. We presided at its birth. We gave assistance to its life. We have helped to shape its future. As French influence in the political, economic, and military sphere has declined in Vietnam, American influence has steadily grown. This is our offspring. We cannot abandon it. We cannot ignore its needs, and if it falls victim to any of the perils that threaten its existence, communism, political anarchy, poverty, and the rest, then the United States, with some justification, will be held responsible, and our prestige in Asia will sink to a new low. Okay, folks, <sighs> there's slight variations of this. Every time we decide we're going to chase down the boogeyman on behalf of somebody else, And we engage ourselves in something that we're not supposed to be. I remember when I was running for the, for vice president, uh, somebody asked me a question about, uh, tell me about Aleppo. Well, of course, Aleppo is in Syria, and of course, most people didn't know that. But the fact of the matter is, I says, when I hear that word, I think back on other places we should not have been, Uh, the Adrang Valley, the Asha Valley, Hue, Quezon. Um, I mean, many of us lost good friends in these places. But we had no justification for being there. And we were warmongers, spreading death and destruction to the benefit of the uh, a military-industrial complex that has an unending appetite for taxpayer dollars. And and I, whether it's Sass or Lindsay or whomever you talk about, we need to go back to the founding principles of this nation. We need to recognize the limits and bounds that the American founders put on warfare. Congress has power to declare war. Nobody else can. Congress has to step up, do the examination, to go through the process. There is none of this, oh, let's send bazillions of dollars over there and abandon it when we walk away and, you know, all of the afghan thing uh billions and billions of of armaments that will be used against everybody in the world ultimately and finally it is absolutely absurd how we continue to get sucked into this vortex of warfare when the american founding fathers had a completely different viewpoint about how things should be we don't go abroad searching for monsters to destroy as you know paraphrasing what john quincy adams says We only are the the ones that are are looking out for our own. And and if, in fact, we are going to engage, for whatever reason, for justice or mercy or uh, because it's right, whatever you want to put to it, it has to go through the process. And we have absurdly, unconstitutionally ignored that in every instance since World War II. Never at any time in my lifetime has there ever been a constitutional conflict? And and we are truly we're more warmongers. Uh, our nation has become a warmongering nation. We have become the largest arms supplier. We are the we're more engaged than anybody else. We're we're drawn in by what we say are treaty ob- obligations. Boy, we could spend some time talking about Article five of the, the NATO treaty, which we're trying so hard to invoke by putting uh, opportunities for us to bump in to the Russians and say, oh, 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 we're, ah, we're invoking Article 5 of the NATO treaty, which says that if anybody that's one of our NATO allies ends up having some kind of an incident with somebody else, we're automatically in war. We We are led by idiots and buffoons. I don't care if they have an R or a D in back of their name.
1: It's a Republican, Democrat, deep state cabal. They love war. They back the military-industrial complex, and we got to be wise enough to get out of it. But whether we're killing through war, an unjust war, whether we're killing through unjust, murderous abortions, ladies and gentlemen, now Joe Biden to nominate Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen, this will be disaster, too. And she'll be the one around when they decide this abortion case, I think, as well. So we got to road a hoe on standing for pro life. We got to road a hoe to stay out of unjust wars, Doctor Bradley. These two issues are, are probably one of the or two of the biggest issues confronting us right now. Well,
10: I'm not so sure that, that this nominee for the Supreme Court is going to have smooth sailing. You know, there's a split uh, if everybody's healthy between the Dems and the Repubs in in the House. Excuse me, in the Senate and of course Kamala will cast a, a vote that breaks a tie but the senator from um where is he new new mexico he's had a stroke and i don't believe he's re, regained enough uh health to be able to sit in his uh seat in the senate right now and he's a democrat and so it's a 49-50 split right now and uh i i don't i'm not so sure that that this uh candidate that has been nominated is going to sail through, and she should be thoroughly vetted, examined. It is a political agenda that's being fostered. It is racist to the core. Uh, everything that has been said and done on this violates anything of principle. And uh, they say, oh, we, we need a black woman. Uh, you know, they've never had this situation. You know what? What, what? Does this have anything to do with color of skin? or gender. I, it has to do with preserving our nation. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden, I guess we could have trusted he was going to make a bad choice, and, and we do have to, and I'm not so sure it was his choice. I tell people I'm not so sure he knew, realizes which bedroom he wakes up in every morning, and yeah, because I, I, th- I think he has to kind of be retrained. It's kind of like the 50 dates syndrome from that movie. Uh, there isn't a lot of continuity going backwards. Yes, there but, is. But somebody in his <laughs> power circle has done that, you know, and and so so we have a bad choice before us, and it is based upon all the wrong reasons, you know. The and, and they try to spin it as as much as they can, uh, in, in like they're they're doing this for the most egalitarian reasons possible, but honestly, it, it's. It's a racist philosophy that's agenda-driven.
1: There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. She'll be disaster. I agree. I don't know if she'll sail through or not, but you know what? Just when I think that we've got enough mojo and backbone on the, whatever you want to call it, conservative side or something, they betray us, and we're like, oh, wow. wow. Okay. So beware of that. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of these stories we're talking about are headlines. We could spend a half hour, hour on each of them easily. Uh, But I want to get to one more before the end of the hour. According to a study from Wallet Hub, they say this, Nevada is the most sinful state in the Union or in America. Okay, Nevada is the most sinful state, followed by California, Texas, Florida, and Louisiana. That rounded out the top five. Now, the study was based on anger and hatred, jealousy, excesses, and vices, and greed, Dr. Bradley.
10: No, I, I can understand how they might have used those as the ranking factors, but I think something that's absolutely, unequivocally, completely left off that must be considered, It theft is another thing. And, and you say, theft, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do how we establish our government agencies as our agent, to go out and take from one and give to another. So we have a redistributive wealth process. And I believe that the false philosophies of Marxism that have become almost universal in the United States need to be considered in there because we are using our our agent, government, and we'll never be punished for it, well, at least unless God does, but we won't be put in prison for using that agent to oppress our fellow man, to take away our agency to legalize abortion to take us to war to to take our hard-earned uh, property and goods and and surely some of these places that are mentioned are heavily involved in that but i would i would submit to you that utah the state of the red state of utah is heavily engaged in that also the most
1: conservative in the union
10: uh yeah well we can argue i would argue that Against that, uh, inherently and and I joke because they say it's the most religious,
1: the most conservative. It isn't, folks. That's the problem. Well, that's the thing. We use government
10: to fulfill an agenda that is not appropriate. I believe that that is unrighteous, and and where we use uh, the force, the gendarmes, as as uh, Bastiat talked about it in the law. The gendarmes are on the side of those that are violating moral principle. The police force, the police force. You look at what happens with uh, almost anything that's going on now. The police force have have become not a protector of God-given rights so much as a Praetorian guard. What's a Praetorian guard? It's a palace guard. It's to maintain the power and and, uh, influence Of an establishment group and and I think that that ought to have been considered in how we measure the righteousness if you will of a state and I think every state needs to examine within their hearts how that force of government is
1: being used when the people are afraid of the government we have tyranny when the government's afraid of the people we have Liberty ladies and gentlemen just look around be alert look alive turn to God Turn to the principles that made America great, and we can do it again. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. For Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, donate liberally, get involved. We can all make a difference together. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.